Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as we do the Helmuth Ford Scoreboard Show uh, as we continue that on into the playoffs. We want to thank uh, Packwood Locker. We want to th- uh, we want to thank uh, uh, Brothers Market there in Sigourney uh, and uh, Beyond Beautiful Benches and uh, uh, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, who have helped uh, contribute to this playoff uh, uh, experience. Uh, we have Coach Islick. Uh, of Thunder Country and also the the Sigourney uh, Kyoto, the voice of the Cobras there, as well as the coach of the Basketball Savages. Welcome. And then we have our own Scotty Melvin. Welcome to the program, guys. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah, always fun. Okay, well, we're going to just start an eight-man and work our way up. Uh, Coach Islick, why don't we start with you? Uh, Why don't you give us quick thoughts on the Waco game? Yeah, a local team, and I know one that you guys have done a lot of uh, extensive work covering. Uh, a really nice win uh, for them in the semifinals. Uh, a pretty competitive game. A game that uh, you know they, they felt like they were in you know pretty good shape most of the way, but uh, you know could never kind of land that knockout blow. Uh, but a really nice win. Uh, one game away from a state title, and just I mean just an athletic group of kids all the way around. You know we've seen them the last handful of years in basketball. And just, I mean, they just got athletes all over the place. And Reichenbach kid has kind of separated himself as one of the you know, elite players in, in Southeast Iowa and the whole state. Nate Man, uh, and uh, he had quite a ball game uh, on Friday, or excuse me, Wednesday uh, as well. Um, and uh, and yeah, they'll have a legit shot uh, against Remsen uh, to win it all. So I'm really looking forward to seeing them on Thursday try to get their hands on on the trophy. Well, Scotty, uh, Remsen, St. Mary's played Lennox, uh, siding game. I saw quite a bit of that game. Uh, what were your thoughts on that one? Well, Rizzo was, you know, what we thought they were. They are uh, very efficient. They score a lot of points. I thought Lennox um, really stayed with them a good chunk of the game. If you look at the scoring, it's it's not so much that uh, they were able to put it in the end zone, unfortunately, as, as Remsen was, but they, they put up some big numbers, and I think that bodes well for, for Waco in this game. You know, Remsen St. Mary's is great, but, but they will give up some yardage, and they will give up some points. Um, they haven't so far – in the regular season and much of the playoffs, but when we're getting to this uh, semifinals and finals uh, scenario, now you're going to see teams get tested harder than they've been tested all year long. And I do believe Waco can do that for them. But Rinson uh, had a great game. They ended up winning 42 to 20 over Lennox. Like I said, I, I felt like it was closer than the score indicated. If you look through the stats real quick, you know, net yard rushing, Lennox had 225 on the ground, but Rinson's 209. They were outgained in the passing game, 227 to 149. But as you can see, the, the yardage was kind of equal. It's just the Rimson turned their yardage into points. Lennox did not. So that was the story of the game. Well, Coach Islix, uh Waco has a high-powered offense, but they're going up against the Rimson St. Mary's that uh, closed out the last, uh, excluding this game against Lennox. They had shut out seven of their last eight opponents or six of their last seven opponents, somewhere in that area. Uh, what are your thoughts on this waco Rimson st Mary's matchup? Yeah, you know, typically you think eight man, you're gonna you're gonna need to score uh, to win. Uh, but Waco, you know, there wasn't exactly an offensive explosion for them uh, in the in the semifinal game, and it's really kind of been their defense all year that that they've kind of rode to to the success that they've had. And and I think uh, that'll be key. You know, when you get to this point, you know, you got to play your game and and do what's got you there. You know, and uh, uh, I think that you know Waco is gonna have their hands full flowing down uh, around the same areas in that championship game, but uh, uh, they're capable of scoring uh, points, obviously, and 
Uh, but I think, you know, really the key is going to be, I think probably the biggest matchup in that game is going to be the, the Reds and offense against that Waco defense. That's really what, what they've hung their hat on all year long, and, and they'll need that uh, on Thursday uh, if they if they want to bring home the title. Well, Scotty, do you have any thoughts on this game? Well, I agree with Coach S. Like, that's going to be a, a monumental task for the Warriors. You know, as I said, that this is the, the time of year where you've gotten to the finals. You are not be tested more than you're going to be tested this week. I don't care what class we're talking about. This one being no different. But if anybody can can uh, pass that test, to me, it's the Waco Warriors. And, you know, you've got Kale Oldman back there for, for Rimsland St. Mary's. He's done a stellar job all year. He's a fantastic quarterback. He's got a really big target that's putting up uh, great numbers and has some Great catches and scores for uh, the Hawks there the other day, uh, Wednesday in their semifinal. Uh, but you know we've got a we've got a couple guys named Waterhouse and uh, Lixie that are really great at pressuring quarterbacks, putting them on the ground and forcing them into some bad plays. So if if the Warriors can get that done on the line uh, defensively, watch out the Warriors could be taking home that first place trophy. I even got a nickname for Odie. Uh-oh. The pain from Ukraine. <laughs> well, that's, that's very fitting. Yeah, I, I think everybody's going to like that. Well, it's going to be a pretty exciting game. Uh, I will pass on this as we, we uh, move on to the next uh, class. But uh, uh, Newell Fonda's coach uh, talked to Coach Edeker of Waco, and he asked him, he said, what do you think about matching up? And he just straight up says, he says, man, as long as you got that number 22, he says, you got a shot. You know, so uh, that's uh, that's from a team that played uh, uh, Rims and St. Mary's. Well, let's move on to A. Uh, the first match I'm seeing here is uh, West Hancock over uh, Linville Sully 22-14. We'll go to uh, Coach Islick. Uh, I know you guys play Linville Sully in basketball. Uh, uh they were a team that was in our family this year. We talked to them all the time. Uh, outstanding season. Uh, uh, did you you got any thoughts on this game? Yeah, you know, it seemed like they again they were kind of right there. You know, just you know they had that last drive trying to get in there through the interception. That uh, the now and harder kid, uh, exceptional athlete, all sports, great baseball player, really good basketball player. Uh, he he had a breakout season this year uh, on the gridiron. Uh, Connor Matson uh, had an unbelievable catch. Uh, in that game, and uh, um, a really big threat uh, as a receiver. Uh, they, they've just got some really, really good athletes, and, and, and you know, their line play uh, it was really good all year long as well. And, uh, and and I mean, they were right there. You know, they hadn't been to the dome for a handful of years. I had seen, and uh, uh, they, they just right now they've got a group of kids that um, do everything, play all the sports, uh, and they do it quite well. And uh, I know that uh, they're really disappointed uh, with that loss to to finish it out, but uh, here in a couple weeks they're going to be on the hardwood and they're going to be a legitimate contender to, to get to Wells Fargo for the state basketball tournament as well uh, with the, that same you know core group of kids. So, uh, you know, a, a team that uh, in West Hancock, that, you know, they're there a lot at the Dome, uh, pretty uh, good tradition, uh, and, and, and they they really hung with them for four quarters and just couldn't quite make the final plays at the end that they needed to. But, uh, like I said, really good season from them and uh, – and again, another, I mean, they're a lot like Waco, you know, I and mean, we see both them in basketball, uh, just a, a really nice group of athletic kids and kids that, that play all sports. And in small schools, that's what you got to have. And that's, and that's kind of what those two programs have right now. And they kind of, they resemble themselves, each other a lot, I think, uh, in, in what they do 
uh, just got a good culture there at both those schools and uh, uh, good coaches and uh, and kids that are willing to improve and work hard. And uh, you saw that this year for uh, for Linville Sully as well. Well, Scott, you got any parting thoughts on Linville Sully and what season they had? Yeah, that was a really great game. Uh, like Coach Eslick said, they were right in it until the end. And, and that's no small task against the West Hancock team that is in the dome perennially. And, uh, you know, they only won the game by eight over Linville Sully. And the game was in question until the end. And I, I'm not sure a lot of people saw that coming. Uh, West Hancock, though, they are very, uh, I don't want to use the word vanilla, but I'm going to <laughs> because they're, they're an old school team. They're a throwback. Their uniforms look straight out of the 80s. They play like a team straight out of the 80s. They just run up the middle and pound you into submission, and that's how they win. Um, and they, they were able to pull this one out, and they're going to head into yet another state championship game, and then we're going to face off against the Grundy Center team. Guys, this is the third time in four years these two teams have played for a state championship. I don't know who's ahead right now, but this is quite a rubber match going on. Uh, these guys are from clear across the state from each other. They are a rivalry in Class A. Well, Coach Islick, let's talk about that. Uh, and I don't know, I didn't see this game, and I don't know too much about it. Uh, I know Grundy Centers had the, a fantastic season, but they win 49-20 to 20 over Wood, Woodbury Central. Uh, do you know anything about that one at all? Or? Yeah, I, like, like Scotty said, just, you know, another program that just year in, year out here the last, you know, especially handful of years, seems like they're they're playing in November and uh, playing at the Unidome. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we've, it does seem like in, in high school football, you see a lot of these same schools over and over again, not an accident, uh, you know, kind of just the, the foundation that they've built. And, and Grundy Center is another one of those. And, you know, that, that, that northeast section uh, of the state um, is very competitive in small school football. And I know Grundy Center steps up in class a lot in, in non-district and plays a lot of those really good 1A, 2A teams that, that Sigourney Kyoto sees as well from time to time. And that really gets them ready. Uh, for when it comes to playoff time, and they uh, step back down to to, to A, um, and uh, they they won't be intimidated at all uh, by West Hancock. And yeah, that, that that's another one of those. Uh, I mean, all the state title games you're looking forward to, but that's one that uh, you know these kids uh, they they know each other at this point. Uh, they've seen each other enough here in the last four years. I mean, these seniors uh, for this year they will have seen each other in the state title game. You know, three out of their four years that they've played each other or they've been in school and. Uh, uh, and, and it should be a really fun game. So looking forward to that one uh, this weekend as well. Okay. Uh, what do we got? Uh, uh, what's the 1A matchup here? That's yeah, Van Meter uh, is taking on West Sioux. So okay. uh, I'll, I'll start off with Van Meter a little bit. That's a team that we saw uh, a couple weeks ago um, in the in the quarterfinals at Van Meter. Uh, the, the I mean, you know, we only, we only saw you know, 10, 11 other teams all year, I guess. Uh, as doing Sigourney Kyoto games, but that was a complete football team. Uh, they do it on uh, both sides of the ball. Their line plays phenomenal in Van Meter. Uh, they got some really explosive athletes, uh, Durflinger uh, and uh, Gordon, the running back, uh, and then their quarterback, Ben Gillen, uh, is a really, really uh, good manager of games, and he, he's a threat with his feet, and he can throw it as well. Uh, and then defensively, I mean, they just, uh, you know, that the Sigourney Kyoto running, running offense that, you know, had been humming pretty good at the end of the year. They, they basically brought it to a standstill in that uh, quarterfinal game. And uh, uh, that's a team that, you know, Lee and I walked away from that one uh, a couple of Friday nights ago and said, I don't know, there, there ain't anybody in 1A beating these guys. But uh, if there is a team, I think it could be West Sioux, uh, who I was pretty convincing in their semifinal win as well. So, again, a couple of perennial powers, a couple of teams that are, that are not uh, – 
I'm unfamiliar with the turf at the Uni Dome, and uh, uh, I, if I was a betting man, uh, I, I'd get to the window with Van Meter ticket in my hands, uh, just from what I saw. But uh, uh, West has got the pedigree too, so uh, another fun uh, 1A title game uh, on deck here uh, this weekend. Well, uh, Scotty, uh, I think Coach Eslick, uh, one of the reasons we wanted to have him on here is he had such a good bird's eye view of so many of these teams, and particularly this Van Meter team. Uh, they got over our, our West Branch Bears uh, 48 to 17. There was some turnovers early that kind of separated that game out pretty quickly. Um, uh, disappointed to see a West Branch Bears uh, go down like that, but uh, uh, I got to see this. Uh, I'll just say the scores uh, West Sioux 47, uh, Underwood uh, 7. A uh, couple teams blowing out here. What, what, what's your assessment of this uh, Van Meter Sioux City matchup? Well, I know, you know, very little compared to, uh, say, Coach Eslick there that's, that got to see Van Meter up close uh, in person against Sigourney Kyoto there a couple weeks back. West Branch, we saw some, you know, at least on film and whatnot, and we followed them because they come out of that great 1A district over here uh, with Mediapolis and Durant and, and uh, Wilton and, and all those in it. But, uh, yeah, Van Meter's is a completed team, as you'll see. Uh, and the crazy thing to me about them is we get to this part of the, the – state tournament it, it seems like especially as we get into the bigger schools which class 1a is getting up there you're going to see the uh, division one athletes uh and whatnot and van meter doesn't they've got great athletes but they're not like the big name guys that are you know this kid's going to iowa this kid's going to iowa state or whatever and on the other side you got west sue don't know much about them but i do know hunter deckers who's starting a quarterback for iowa state right now came from west sue so you know another team that's uh, up at the dome quite a bit this will be a great game but for west branch you know, they, they do got some big-name players. They had uh, Ty Hughes that transferred over from uh, Iowa City Liberty. He was a starter there before this season. He's, he's at West Branch now. Had a great game, had a great season. Uh, I believe he'll be back next year. I think he's a junior. They've got uh, uh, it, uh, Andy Henson that's uh, on a full ride up to play at Minnesota State. Um, so they've got that kind of star power thing, and yet they could not get on track. It looked kind of like it was going to be a good game early on. Van Meter buried him. West Sioux buried their opponent, Underwood. Um, I expect this state championship game uh, coming up this week between these two to be just as good as the, the two before in uh, Class uh, A and, and an A player. Well, I did see that Sioux City. They got a running back that can go like a freight train. Uh, it was uh, They were pretty dang impressive. Uh, I, I think it'll be a game. I, I'm going to have my eyes on that one. If I, if I have time to watch it, I'll, I'll be watching it. Well, let's move up to 2A, uh, Coach Eslick. Uh, Williamsburg Raiders, uh, I called the three dubs. Uh, I got two of them in the finals. Um, Williamsburg, Waco, and uh, West Branch. I missed a little bit on the West Branch, but we got uh, Williamsburg, uh, 31, uh, Dubuque, Wallert, uh, 7. Uh, do you know anything about this Williamsburg team? Yeah, they, they, they're humming right along. You know, They had that, I think, 0-3 start last year. Uh, to the regular season and then found their way into the dome and uh, they've just been on quite a run here uh, uh in the last uh you know 12 to 14 months since they had that rough start um a year ago and uh you know i, I know they got uh the kid that's going to iowa or the weisskopf weisskopf kid uh who's a really going to be a really good player i think he's only a junior uh and then just a really senior laden group and you know probably their, their biggest win of the year was over that van meter team their, their van meters one loss and i think it was 18 13 final and uh, Van, Van Meter turned it over, I think, five times in that one. That was the difference uh, when those two teams got together. But uh, Williamsburg, 
um, has really been rolling. I mean, they were they were virtually untouched uh, in their district. Um, you know, some of the teams here in our southeast Iowa uh, um, area, and then uh, you know, they got to the dome really without being pushed, and then they were pretty darn impressive against uh, Waller uh, in the semifinal as well. And I, I think that they'll they'll definitely find a, a sterner task in that championship game uh, against uh, um, Central Lion George Little Rock, um, a team that uh, another one of those perennial. Uh, powers um, that we've seen up there, and I'm not, I'm not even sure if they've added a few schools to, to their name at some point. Uh, but I know that they uh, they played uh, um, OABCIG in the uh, semis uh, and, and were pretty impressive uh, beating them. So uh, Williamsburg, uh, I think anything other than a state title would be a little bit of a disappointment for them. Uh, just kind of the expectations that they had uh, come into the year, but I think they're primed and in, in pretty good position to get there. So uh, they'll. Uh, They'll, uh, they'll, they'll, I'm, I think they'll be tested for the first time all year in the title game uh, since that Van Meter game. Uh, but uh, they've uh, they've been they've been pretty darn good here since uh, since that one. Well, uh, this next game involves half the alphabet here. Uh, a team from Rock Rapids, uh, 37. They are the CL slash G LR Lions versus the OA BCIG. Falcons from Ida Grove. That's thirty-five, fourteen. Scotty, you got any thoughts on those that game? Well, I don't know these teams too well, you know, by any stretch. Uh, I just go Central Lion and Ida Grove. <laughs> what I'm talking about, because <laughs> I, I don't have that many minutes left in my life to pronounce all those abbreviations. <laughs> yeah, Central Lion buried uh, Ida Grove. A um, little bit of star power in this one, just like the Williamsburg game there. You know, we're, we're now starting to see some of these teams, don't get me wrong, very complete from top to bottom, uh, very talented from top to bottom, but you're starting to see some of those D1 athletes starting to rise up. And I can't remember the young man's name that plays for uh, Central Lion, but he, he's going to Iowa. And then on the other side, Williamsburg of that bracket, of course, Derek Weisskopf going to Iowa to play. Uh, Ida Grove has Cooper DeGene's younger brother, Beckett, doing a lot of stuff for them this year and, and had a really big year. I can't remember if he's a junior or senior yet. But uh, so they they got some star power of their own, but you know Central Lions did beat on them pretty good, thirty seven fourteen the final. That one surprised me a little bit, not knowing a lot about the two teams. Um, but I will say that based on what little bit I was able to catch of that game, this should be a great one with them in Williamsburg. And uh, I agree with Coach Eslake. Williamsburg, you know, after the year they had last year, starting out zero three in that district, or I should say non district play, turning it into a dome bound season that ended it. And what overtime in the in the uh, dome? Here they are in the state championship, undefeated. Really haven't been challenged too much, not even by Waller Catholic the other day. Uh, going to be a tough one for Central Line. I, I if I was going to pick Williamsburg, who I'm putting my money on, but this should be a great game, and, and I'm interested to see how it goes. All right. Well, uh, Coach Islick, I have to admit, uh, this team every time I see them on uh, see their name in a state tournament, it brings back uh, some. Really bad memories. Uh, the Harlan Cyclones, 49, <laughs> ADM, uh, 28. Harlan put my Fairfield Trojans out of the state tournament twice when I was uh, uh, growing up. Uh, uh, they're a juggernaut, aren't they? Well, I say you got to get in line with a lot of people, I think, that is Harlan during their, uh, their day and season. Uh, that's, uh, that's quite the program over there in Western Iowa, and uh, they've got it rolling again, which is nice to see. You know, they, they – I mean, it, you know, you you get kind of spoiled. I think sometimes uh, they had what you would call a little bit of a downward uh, stretch where they weren't in the state title game every year. Uh, but they've been back here uh, these last handful of years, and 
uh, really playing well. And, you know, ADM gave them a ball game yesterday uh, in, in that semi. Uh, you know, they had played early in the year, and, uh, and uh, they had, you know, Harlan had handled them pretty easily. And uh, ADM uh, made a good account of themselves and, uh, uh, and hung with them for a while. But that Harlan team is really talented, and, and they've, they've kind of been, I think, the one that everyone said, well, they're, they're going to win it for sure uh, all year in and, and Class 3A. And uh, um, they, uh, they've certainly uh, uh, given themselves uh, an opportunity to do that uh, um, on this next weekend on Saturday. Well, Scotty Melvin, here's a team that uh, opened our eyes a little bit on opening night when we were up at Kinnick Stadium when we found out the Mount Vernon uh, Mustangs had beat Solon. Uh, and they went on to an undefeated season. Looks like they still uh, still undefeated as they uh, down Humboldt uh, fourteen to six. Uh, how about these Mustangs? Yeah, you got to be really happy if you're a Mustangs fan or uh, a player, coach, whatever, parent. Um, yeah, they they started out great. Um, I don't think anybody they were unranked, so they, there were high expectations for this team. When they finally got over the hump for the first time in nineteen or twenty years and beat Solon. Seemed to be a springboard to just a, a great uh, fall for these guys, and it continues as they, you know, it was a close game over Humboldt, but they won, and they're in the state title against the Harlan team that made me from Illinois, one of the first teams I hear about when moving over to Iowa. <laughs> these Harlan Cyclones, these guys have a, a, a tradition of going to state championships, much like a suburban Catholic school from Chicago from, <laughs> from my old days in Illinois. It's unprecedented the success these guys have. So Mount Vernon's got. One heck of a task coming uh, this weekend. If I were putting money on this game, there is no way I'm picking against Harlan. Um, you know, I, I could see Harlan uh, challenging for a state championship in 4A. But, you know, you got to commend Mount Vernon and applaud their season. What a, what a season it's been. Hey, you're in the state championship game. Leave it all out there. You never know what can happen. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay, we're going to 3 or 4A here. Uh, we've got, let's see here, Lewis Central. Beats Carlisle 42 uh, 21. Coach Islick, what do you think of this? Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know a ton about Lewis Central. I know uh, Scotty gave a little love to Hunter Decker, so we got to get a little love to undefeated TCU with Max Duggan, uh, former quarterback at Lewis Central, uh, having a great year uh, for uh, the Horned Frogs. Uh, got them undefeated. They had a big win over Texas this weekend. Uh, but another team that, you know, it seems like, uh, you know, they're. They're kind of the cream of the crop of that uh, Council Bluffs. You know, you don't hear a lot about uh, Thomas Jefferson and Abraham Lincoln, uh, the, the schools, not the presidents, uh, in, uh, um, in, Cedar, in Council Bluffs. Um, so I think they, they find a way to get kind of uh, the cream of the crop athletes over there, and they've turned into a, quite a successful run here in football uh, the last handful of years. And uh, uh, they were pretty impressive over a Carlisle team that, you know, uh, was maybe a little bit of a surprise coming out of that uh, little pod that they had um, where they beat Liberty uh in the in the quarters um to get to the to the state uh to the state semis but um like i said i don't know a ton about lewis central but i do know they have another one of those schools that has a bunch of tradition and they won't they won't be intimidated by the 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 atmosphere uh, of a state title game well scotty melvin xavier saints uh 38 Norscott 10 a couple teams we paid attention to a lot this year and uh matt makes was super high on xavier uh what are you what are your thoughts on that game? Well, rightly so. They're the uh, they're the, uh, the the Catholic school up here in Cedar Rapids. I probably will get to know them some in the future since uh, I'm going to be listening up here. But right now, I don't know a ton about them other than they've got a, a ton of talent pretty much every year. Um, and it makes me 
yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised at all that they're in another state championship. I, I personally didn't give North Scott a ton of chance in this game myself just because I thought they were kind of an upstart out of the district. They had a great team and everything, but Xavier's on such another level. I think Lewis Central's right there with them. This should be a great state championship matchup. I thought Lewis Central would probably have a closer game against Carlisle than they did, but uh, they put them away. Um, yeah, this is going to be a, a huge matchup. I believe Lewis Central won state last year in 4A. Am I right about that? Do you know, Coach Esley? I, I think you're right. I'm not, I, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I know they've, they've, been, they've been right there. Uh, it seems like them and Xavier, you can have one of those matchups with, with Xavier and, and Lewis Central. It seems like they're always, uh, at least in the semis, uh, playing each other or in the finals. So, yeah, they, uh, both, both programs have uh, been there a lot. Well, yeah, um, I'm almost positive, yeah, that they won last year. So this will be a – yeah, like you said, these are these are not teams that are strangers to the dome, so there's not going to be a wild factor of the playing surface or the lights or any of that stuff we talked about for some of these smaller schools. Uh, this should be a great matchup. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put money on either team in this one myself. <laughs> well, uh, you got any thoughts on this matchup, Coach Islick? No, no, I think, I think we covered it. It's going to be another, you know, really good game. I know we said that a lot, but – uh, when you get down to the final two and all the classes, it's, it's usually the best of the best. And uh, I feel like we, we've kind of – I do feel like I didn't give the state a little bit of credit. They've done a really nice job uh, the last handful of years of trying to get the best teams to the Dome. Uh, they've, they've, they've made for some long trips in the playoffs for a few teams. Uh, but, you know, the way they, they do the seeding with having all the coaches rank the last eight alive and then trying to get – trying to get the number one and two teams in the title game. That's what you want to see. And, and I think that, that, that the boys uh, in Boone have done a pretty nice job of that here the, the last handful of years. Well, uh, let me stay with you, Coach. Uh, uh, Valley, uh, the Valley Tigers uh, beat the Dowling Catholic 22-21 uh, to 21 in an all Des Moines uh, match up here that was uh, just, a, uh, just a squeaker right down the wire. Uh, this is about as exciting as high school football gets, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the game of the weekend, uh, without a doubt, uh, Valley over Dowling, 22-21. They got the two-pointer to win it right at the end. And a little bit of a Sigourney Kyoto connection there with Valley. Uh, uh, coach Schild, who was here, he was the, the head coach at Sigourney Kyoto my first year. He's on staff at Valley, one of Coach Swenson's uh, assistants, and uh, has done a nice job there. And, uh, I mean, at this point, you know, no offense, I know we got a lot of Eastern Iowa viewers listening, but I've, I, I grew up in Fort Dodge, part of the, the CIML. Uh, they're actually no longer in the CIML. They've, they've retreated for, for a little bit uh, of a little bit better competition or a little bit less of competition, maybe. Uh, just kind of hard for them to keep up. But, I mean, we really need to rename the Class 5A, the, the, uh, the CIML uh, uh, championships or the Central Iowa uh, uh, bowl games or whatever, because that's, that's basically all we've been seeing the last handful of years up at the Dome. And uh, Valley and Dowling, again, no strangers to that probably probably the marquee big school rivalry uh in, in our state uh and uh they've played some classics and uh, uh the one that that we got friday night in the dome valley went at 22 21 will will live up to the to the lore of uh some of the great ones that they've had in that rivalry so a huge win uh, i almost wonder you know it sounds crazy but there'll be a little bit of a legend <laughs> Uh, be your biggest rival and uh, get to the state title game, and uh, and we know how much talent these folks got, so they'll be waiting and, and ready for them in that title game. Well, uh, let me ask you before I let you go, Coach. Uh, have you ever been to to Dowling Catholic? I heard that their stadium is magnanimous. Yeah, well, I, actually, it's Valley Stadium. Dowling doesn't have their own stadium. Uh, they uh, they play at Valley Stadium, and then uh, Valley's home when they have a home game. They 
they've played at Drake a few times. I think they've played a few games at Grandview as well. And I have been to Valley Stadium. It's beautiful. Uh, it was about 15 years ago when I was in high school. Uh, we made the, the trek there a couple times, and, and Valley was pretty darn good then, too. I think they knocked us out my senior year uh, in, uh, in football. Uh, I was uh, in the bleachers, uh, not on the field. Uh, watch out, you know, I'm not really a, a football uh, player uh, at 6'5", you know, 165 on a good day. I uh, wasn't really a good uh, football physique. So I was in the bleachers watching that one, but a beautiful stadium. Uh, and uh, uh, hey, Coach Swenson uh, is, is one of the best coaches in, in, in Iowa high school football uh, history and has done a great job there and uh, has done another great job. Because this Valley team really was kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, to get to the state title game, and they were they were kind of an afterthought uh, in, in the CIML this year, and then uh, in big school football, and uh, they kind of just uh, you know plotted their way along and found their couple upsets in the playoffs, and uh, they find themselves playing for a state title on uh, on Friday. Well, Scotty Melvin, I remember when I talked to Keith Murphy about uh, high school football in Des Moines, the first team he mentioned was Southeast Polk, and I can't remember the kid, but they got the. Uh, Maybe the best athlete in Iowa on that team, uh, some uh, like 325, six foot nine, 11 guy. Uh, tell me about Southeast Polk as they beat uh, Johnston uh, 35 to 14. Well, Southeast Polk, uh, I believe they're a runner up last year, and probably a lot of people thought they were the favorites. They had two of the best kids in the nation a year ago. They had Xavier Wampa, who is now safety at Iowa. They've got Caden uh, Proctor, who is the top offensive lineman prospect in the nation who signed to Iowa but got everybody worried because Alabama was at the game the other day and uh, he took a visit to Oregon last night uh, to watch their game so he signed on but we'll see what happens and if anybody's seen pictures of this kid next to Tristan Wirfs he dwarfs Tristan Wirfs this kid is ginormous he uh, pummels high school opposition which doesn't impress me any because of how big he is but uh, you know if he continues to do that in college uh, he will have uh, earned my respect there but yeah, he's a great prospect. Uh, Southeast Polk's loaded. Um, I love the Valley one the other night. I'm always, you know, I'm old school. We go back to Illinois. We've got so many of our state champions uh, that come out of the private school sector. You know, I like to see the the, the underdog uh, public school win, and Valley got the win over Dowling the other night. Uh, that was great. Um, I don't think a lot of people are going to give them a lot of chance against Southeast Polk, but uh, you know what? That they've done so well in the playoffs, including this ginormous upset over Dowling the other night, I'm not going to rule them out. This is another game I'm not putting any money on. I'll tell you what. Um, they've got just as much chance against all these folks as anybody. Well, guys, uh, that seems to be the end of the line for the uh, – that's all the games we got left in the state of Iowa. Just uh, – you, you got any uh, uh, times that these games are going to be played? Yeah, I think, I think we got – for the Friday start, is it we go Friday, Saturday, or are we going Thursday, Friday this year? I can never remember the semis and the finals. The finals uh, will start on Thursday. Eight player, 9.30, Waco will take on St. Mary's. So I'll be up there for that. I believe I'm going to go ahead and stay for the Class A game at 1 o'clock. Uh, 4A is at 7. And then Friday, you got your 2A at 10 a.m., 3A at 1, uh, Class 1A at 4, and 5A at 7.30. So Friday is a little more packed. Well, I want to thank both of you for being with us. I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm sure I will. Uh, uh, I didn't have the microphone level set real great for the first six, seven minutes of this. Uh, but uh, I think I got it straightened out. Hopefully people will uh, uh, be forgiving and, and listen in because the content is worth it. 
Thanks, Scott, for being with us. Anything that you want to say that we didn't get to say? Uh, not really. I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to these games this week, and I'm looking forward to Coach Eslick's sport. I'm looking forward to some basketball before I head to Florida for the winter. Well, Coach Eslick, uh, uh, give us a little. Tell us a little bit about uh, when your basketball season starts. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting in the parking lot at the school right now. I need to sort out some uh, some jerseys uh, here. Uh, practice starts Monday, and uh, we're uh, we're fired up and ready. You know, the boys. Had a week off last week uh, with football finishing the Friday before, so a little time, a little R and R for the for the young men, and uh, uh, looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I know we'll talk a lot more about Sigourney uh, basketball as the year goes on, but uh, yeah, really excited. A uh, great group of kids um, that I'm going to get to work with here again uh, this year, and uh, um, it'll be the conference will be tough. You know, we talked Lindell Sully, North Nebraska is really good, and there's some good teams in our league, and. Uh, We'll have our hands full every night, but uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I'm just glad that uh, for, for Scotty's sake and everyone else, that uh, Iowa plays their uh, state title games indoors uh, with the way the weather's been cooperating here lately. And I think it'll be a perfect uh, 70 degrees and beautiful for those seven title games. And uh, we'll be we'll be watching and paying close attention and uh, looking forward to how those come out. Well, I want to thank my guests today. And I really want to thank you guys that have listened and, and really put Round Guy Radio on the map we got some big announcements coming up uh looks like we might have some pretty good sponsors coming in uh it's going to allow us to do a lot more uh than we've been doing before but we will be hot to trot on the basketball season and we will be keeping up with coach islick uh along the way thank you guys for being with us and uh thanks for listening to the show <laughs>